Hello and welcome to Not So Molly Mormon podcast. Welcome, you guys. It's been so long, which is what I say in every episode, but it's true. Um, This is Sarah. And this is Katie. Welcome to our first episode of 2020. Oh my God. So exciting. (laughs) Um, Also, in February, so next month, it'll be our two year anniversary, you guys. I know. We'll have to do something special for that. What should we do? What kind of episode should we do? I don't know. Listeners, send in your suggestions. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Katie, how was your Christmas and your New Year's? It was great. Thank you. I did. I uh, spent it in Utah, so it was kind of Mormony, but it was still nice. <laughs> I survived. How was yours? Mine was the opposite of that. I spent it in London, and it was lovely and not Mormon at all. Very anti-religion, in fact. Um, So it was quite nice, very liberating. I was just telling, yeah, I was telling Katie before the episode, it was like such a drastic way of being brought up, like in a in like a very supportive and accepting and loving like. (laughs) environment not to get me wrong my family is loving for the most part and kind but it's like such a different vibe where I'm like oh my god I'm not being judged like I can (laughs) eat as much as I want what I don't have to like pretend to be someone else what is this like yeah Yeah. well good I'm glad so shout out to my boyfriend's family if they ever listen. Thanks for being so lovely and accepting and making me almost want to cry from all the emotions. Oh. <laughs> but it was nice. There's so many so, feelings. Yeah. <laughs> it was a great Christmas. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think if there's anything else. I talked about the podcast with a few of my boyfriend's friends. So maybe they're listening. If you are, hello. Welcome to the podcast. Um, but that was interesting, actually, just kind of going into Because I always forget when you're telling someone who doesn't know anything about Mormonism or knows just like a few things, like having to tell your story. Mm-hmm. It, it's really weird. I always forget like, oh, yeah, that's probably interesting to people who didn't grow up like that. And the fact that we have this podcast and amazingly cool, great people in this community, it's like oh, yeah, people are interested in that. Let's talk about it. (laughs) Yeah, I'm glad to be back talking about it. Yeah, it's good. It's good. Um, (laughs) Yeah, guys, we're going to jump right into it because we know how much everyone hates our chattiness. It's so annoying, whatever. (laughs) um, I guess before, though, sorry, just kidding. Teased ya. (laughs) Um, A little shout out to... Um, shout out to our Patreons as always. Thank you guys for your support. It's very nice. And I'm sorry. We're both sorry. We haven't put a a lot of content on uh, Patreon. It's just been crazy busy, but we do support or we're really grateful for your support. So don't think Mm -hmm. that we're just taking advantage of your kindness because we're not. Um, and also just thanks to everyone who's been recommending us which is another shout out to one of our listeners she told her friend to nominate us 
for an award. Oh, that's right. So I think if if all goes well, we'll see what happens. But we might be nominated for a Brody Award, um, which is like the ex-Mormon awards in the arts and such. So we'll let you guys know if we get a nomination. But yeah, thank you for thinking of us. Yes, super nice, Um, which was, yeah, it's just exciting, and it's nice that we have so many amazing supporters and people listening and spreading uh, the gospel of Katie and Sarah, so, you know. That kind of gospel, let's be real. (laughs) (laughs) But 100% truth, every single thing that comes out of our mouths here (laughs) is infallible. (laughs) Everything that comes out of my mouth is 100% factual because you guys know I research everything. Um, I don't. People who are just listening for the first time, please don't take anything I say as fact because I'm usually bullshitting something. Unless it's my own personal story. Then it's not. It's the truth. Yes. But for facts, go to Katie. Always. (laughs) Always. Um. Also, thanks for all the topic ideas. We actually it was really helpful for us, like because there's so many things you can talk about in Mormonism, and it's just like it's a good thing for us with content, but it's just overwhelming because Katie and I literally every week are like, "Hey, what do we want to talk about? Like, mm-hmm. how do we choose?" So yeah. it was really helpful getting all of the ideas, and we're gonna cover. I'll get to our topic later, but the other ones we'll definitely cover in future episodes. So thanks. And as always, like send us, send us your stories and your recommendations. Yeah. <laughs> Perf. And on that note, should we go into our topic? Yes. What's our topic, Sarah? The drum roll. <laughs> <laughs> It's tithing in the recent scandal with the Mormon church. Dun, dun, dun. You guys. This this is a doozy. Oh, man. I just. Literally, Katie and I were talking before recording, and, like, we were getting so heated, and I was getting just so, like, I was like, Katie, we have to record right now because all of our material will be gone before we even yeah. start recording. We're all just, we're spewing it out. We're so, there's so much to say. <laughs> so much to say. So as a background, if you're listening and you have no idea what we're talking about, it's all over the news. So I'm kind of judging you for not reading the news, but also, <laughs> just kidding, I'm not, but a little bit. Um, Cause I got it in all of my news apps that I have. It was like, the number one story um, was the Mormon church. Basically, there was a whistleblower, someone who worked in the church. He was in the financial department, I believe. Right, Katie? Yeah, he worked with um, it was a company called Enzyme Peak Advisors that is owned by the church. Exactly. And he found some discrepancies within the church financing. Basically, he found out that of all the tithing money, which Katie just jump in at any time to correct me because we know you're the one with the facts, <laughs> um, that the $6 billion that is donated to the church every year in tithing, it was only $5 billion that went to 
Uh, I'm just going to let you take over. Just jump in, Katie. Just jump in with the facts. <laughs> don't know the, the exact amount, but it's something around, yeah, I think like you said, six or seven, maybe even eight billion a year is collected an, um, annually. Duh, a year. That's what that means. <laughs> um, but yeah, it only costs, it costs less than that to run the church, like to pay for the temples and the programs and yada, yada, yada. And so they've been amassing all of this surplus tithing in this fund that is under Ensign Peak Advisors. And in less than 20 years, it's amassed over $100 billion, which is supposed to be, it was intended for charitable purposes, you know, as a a tax-exempt organization, such as a church, you're supposed to donate so much of that to charity humanitarian aid which the church does do that they just they i don't think they do enough in comparison to what they're bringing in and and this showed because you know before this i think there was an estimate that the church might own maybe 32 billion or something around that number but now um this whistleblower is alleging there's at least 100 billion in just this one account which is mind-boggling to say the least which is literally just their profit if i understood it correctly so essentially mm-hmm. it's they donated a percentage of the tithing which the article i read i mean it varies from article to article because the numbers is not exact as katie said but the article i read was 1 billion that they took from the tithing and invested in their own organizations and right. their own companies that are actually still held under the church umbrella, but they're deemed as like private somehow. I don't understand how all of that works, but it came out with a hundred billion profit. And that was to be like the, the thing that they equated it to was like, it's a, it's the same amount of assets as Apple and Amazon. It's insane. Like, Which is fucking mental the- to me. I think the amount of money that just a billion dollars is, I think it's so easy to kind of lose sight of how much actual money that is. You know, you're just like, oh, it's a little more than a million. But no, it's crazy. I actually listened to an episode on the podcast Radio Free Mormon about this, and they had a really good example I wanted to share with you guys just to show how much money this actually is. So let's say, for example, um. You earned, Sarah, you earned $10,000 every single day. Like, oh, dream world, right? Yeah. (laughs) You earned $10,000 every single day. In 100 days, you would be a millionaire. So that's pretty cool. Less than a year, you're a millionaire. Well, in that same scenario, if you were earning $10,000 every day, it would take you 274 years to just make one billion dollars oh so if you want a hundred billion dollars that would mean you're earning ten thousand dollars a day for twenty seven thousand four hundred years that's fucking mental and that's just one arm like one little area of of money that they have that's not even including like all of the land that they own and the temples they own and probably tons more money elsewhere that they've invested like in the stock market and stuff like that. And they're not paying taxes on it, but it all came from tithing. That's the thing. And I feel like people don't 
don't fully understand that. I didn't fully understand that. But, like, they're a church. They don't have to pay taxes, you guys. Like, and another thing that I made a connection to is I remember watching that documentary, Going Clear, about Scientology as a Mormon. Yes. Uh-huh. And I remember them talking about how, like, this guy started this religion because he didn't want to have to pay taxes. And he was like, ah, oh, clever way. I'll, you know, create this religion and make all this money. L. And Ron then, Hubbard. Yeah. Exactly. And then when the <laughs> IRA got involved and, like, all the scandal, he was like, um oh, well, instead of having all of our money, let's, like, buy property and invest the money in property, which, hello, do we not understand that's what the temples are for? (laughs) Like, I can't even wrap my head around how obvious it is, but at the time, as a Mormon, I didn't even make that connection, but years later, I was like, oh, my God, that's why the church has all these temples all around the world. Like, it's another way to secure their money. Yeah, they have that. They have even just regular real estate. I think they owned they own like 5% of Florida or something like that. Don't quote me on that number, but it's something like that. They just own they own ranches. Like it's a massive amount. And then yeah, just money. A hundred billion dollars in money. And it hasn't that money is supposed to be used like legally for charity. But there's only two things that have ever been reported that they used it for. And it was two different bailouts, which um, one was for the church-owned life insurance company for a few million dollars. And then one was for over a billion-dollar bailout for City Creek Mall. <gasps> yeah. So it's just what? like straight up using tithing money, a whole crap ton of it for a mall. A shopping mom. Like, that's okay. That's what Jesus Ugh. wants, I'm sure. <laughs> Which I just want to clarify on this episode, too. The two things that Katie and I have been talking about with this entire scandal that we feel like Mormons are just not grasping is, one, you if you're paying tithing into this church... With the expectation that it's to bless you or because it's going to charitable reasons and causes, wouldn't you as a member like to know where your money is going? And if you found out it's not actually going to charity, why would you want to defend that? Like for me, as a, if I were a member and I found out that like all this money I've been giving and I've been struggling with and didn't really have the means to give away this money was literally being funneled into a profit that these people are now, I mean, the organization has a hundred billion dollars just that we know of. Like that's not even covering all of the things. (laughs) And the businesses that they put, they invested this tithing money into are, it's even more of a salt in the wound thing because it's like Deseret Books and shit where members are paying for these church materials and shit that they're paying, like selling for. Like it's, I can't even wrap my head around that. It's like they're making money twice after off of yeah. a member. Yeah. It's happening and twice. See, for me, it's super appalling. And I think it's absolutely unethical and abhorrent that anyone would need any corporate corpor- <laughs> corporation. There it is. Hello. Um, <laughs> would even need that much money, let alone like, like you said, it's a manipulation of 
holding your eternal salvation hostage to pay the money. So I'm appalled at that. But like, if I was still Mormon, I feel like I would be even more angry to learn that my money isn't going to help people who need food or disaster relief for the most part. Mostly it's going into businesses or to pay for shopping malls or to give, you know, living wages to the general authorities. Like, well, and now we know there's so much of it that it's just, it's crazy. They don't need any more tithing money from members. They could, they could survive on, on a hundred billion dollars for, ever basically because they've invested so much in stocks that they don't need tithing money but guess what they keep taking it anyway exactly yeah and that's the thing is it's like and and that's kind of the second point that I wanted to make and clearly we'll get into this later I did a Facebook post and I'm going to read these awful comments that we got or I got and Katie get ready like, to be people. super mad you guys I fought with people on her Facebook <laughs> Katie Slade she put them in their place the entire time and I was just cheering her on oh. but these people were just ridiculous but one of the things that I was trying to express is like okay fine you after all of this you still believe that the church is doing good with the money you know what, that's your money, do what you want. Even if you don't see where it goes, you're still happy to pay, fine. But then my whole argument was, if the church has all of this money and they they don't even need you to pay tithing anymore, like they could be, they're, they're self-sustainable at this yes. point. Like they yes. don't even need to have any more in like profit coming in or investment so, yeah. or anything. They're, so they're self-sustainable. Yeah. Yeah. Um, then why? Sorry, guys. My phone keeps going off, so it's going to make these dinging noises. I don't know. Technology is hard. I don't know how to turn it off on my laptop. Ding, ding, ding. Um, but my whole argument and what Katie was trying to make, too, is that then why not make tithing optional for members? Why is it a requirement and members are forced to pay it in order to go to the temple, in order to be deemed as a worthy temple holder, a worthy member of the church. You have to pay tithing. And these people who literally have nothing and are giving their last cent and dollar and whatever to tithing over paying for food for their families, electricity, a house over the head, whatever it may be. They're having to give their last amount of money to a church that literally does not need it. So why not make tithing optional for people who are wealthy, have the means to do it, then let them pay if they want. Fine. Like pay into the church, but then don't force people who don't have the means or the income to pay tithing in order to be part of your organization. I totally agree. And, but I, you know, we know the reason that they, they, don't make it optional is because tithing is a form of control and you I think also it's kind of a form of dependency like say you've you've spent so much money into tithing it kind of makes you you don't want to feel stupid for paying that money so you have to keep paying and believing that you're doing the right thing that's what happens to many people and so it's like yeah it's a form of control and dependency and also dare I say greed but and they just don't want to change it it's like they go back on saying that oh it's God's law blah 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 I'm sorry any kind of decent God would not need human money and would not take it from people who need it to feed their family so exactly and before we even get into the whole Facebook thing I just wanted to read a few of the comments that you guys sent in because 
I, first of all, I was cracking up at some of the sarcasm. It was making me giggle. And then some of the stories, it was just heartbreaking. But I think it's just further power and and shedding light and what actually happens in the time. And, like, how it's just a fucked up system that people need to bring down. Like, it's absolutely ridiculous. Yes, but, I love that you're going to read these. This is amazing. Um, And just for listeners, before you start, I wanted to share with listeners who maybe have never been Mormon, you might be thinking, well, so what? Like, maybe they just don't pay their tithing, whatever. And that's not really technically an option. I guess, yes, they could choose to not pay their tithing. But when you're Mormon, if you don't pay your tithing, like Sarah said, you can't go to the temple and you cannot, that means you cannot get into the highest level of heaven, which basically if you're not going to the highest one, then you don't want to go to heaven at all. And um, it really is taught like constantly um, over the pulpit that paying tithing they literally say they will literally tell people before you feed your family pay your tithing because god will provide so that's not us exaggerating this is something that really really happens and like even i think i saw a quote from russell m nelson the current president that said like if you pay your tithing then you will be protected in i think it was the day of vengeance and burning so it's like fire insurance from hell essentially so exactly we just wanted to put that out there well i and it's another thing that some of these mormons were saying in defense like wow they have all this extra money because they're preparing for the end of the world and it's like you know they've always been taught to do food storage and blah blah and i'm like Bitches, please, you don't need a hundred billion dollars to prepare for the end of the why don't you prevent fucking climate change and everything else from happening now with that a hundred billion dollars? How about you get concern yourself with actual reality versus some supernatural myth and you're worried about the end of the world and like Christ coming again and needing a hundred billion dollars? Like that money is not even gonna be any good if there was such thing as an Armageddon. Like Exactly. (laughs) And that's what I thought was so funny and spot on is that one of our listeners, I won't say anyone's names just in case they don't want their names on the podcast, but uh, one listener said in a screenshot of LDSliving.com that said Pacific Area Presidency announces national fast in response to Australia wildfires. And then she put put those fires right out. Yeah, we have billions to help. Y'all should stop eating. Yeah, I was actually going to bring this up. I think we can say her name. This is my friend, Heather. Hi, Heather. Oh, okay, cool. um, and she sent that in and I was dying because, yeah, you guys, there's all those horrible Australian wildfires right now. And the church is sitting on billions of dollars. But guess what? Instead of sending money over there to help, they're like, hey, everyone, let's fast. Uh, exactly. That's, that's not going to do anything. It's mind boggling to me. Ugh. Yeah. Like, literally, they aren't, like, unless they've donated and not said anything, which I'm sure would not be the case, because they think they'd want to clear their name after all this scandal. I haven't heard anything about the Mormon Church donating any money to the Australian fires. And if they have, I will stand corrected, and I will commend them for doing so. But I haven't heard anything. All I've heard is prayers and fasting. It's also just... going to, like, do anything, you know? It's also just stupid. Like, I'm sorry, Going without food is not going to help someone and or these 
this these populations over in Australia that are burning like that's I understand if people want to fast or pray or meditate for their own whatever like spiritual growth but that doesn't help anything in the real world when it comes to like disaster relief it just doesn't no it does not at all (sighs) um let me read oh there's just so many good ones that were sent in and also, I, sorry, I'm getting a little sidetracked because I'm looking at the messages. But I do want to highlight that we will discuss these other podcast um, topics that you guys send in. We think is really great. Um, one being the true crime, which is just a fun one. We'll do like a Mormon true crime um, episode. But the other one that's really important and close to Katie and I's heart is the one on racism. And we've talked about it multiple times. And we would love to do an episode that talks about the the awful experiences that people have gone through and the racism that's within the church. And also, as a listener pointed out, that happens even as ex-Mormons, that that inner, you know, brainwashing of racism and sexism and everything else is still there even when you leave the church. But yeah. as we've mentioned before, we're two white women and we can't, I just don't feel it's appropriate or respectful for us to talk directly about racism. I think it needs to be from someone who's actually experienced it and we haven't, but we do want to do an episode on that soon in the future. And if anyone who is listening has experienced racism in the church and would like to be on the episode, we would love, 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 love to do one and multiple ones on it. So please volunteer because we're looking for people who would love to share their stories so that we can shed some light on this and actually have people who can speak to it because we can't you know exactly I'll I'll link our email in the show notes for this episode so you can just click on that and send us an email if you're interested because that would be lovely we've been wanting to do that since the very beginning but we want to make sure we do it justice that's why we've waited so long exactly so, okay, sorry, back to tithing ones. Let me see. I have another one that was sent in. I asked specifically if I could um, share this story. Um, let's see. Sorry, guys. Boop, 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 boop. <laughs> um, okay, here we go. So, uh, a listener sent in. So, this is this person was listening to our episode on Fate Hill. <laughs> Which makes me giggle so much still. I I just love that we laugh at our own jokes. It's just great. I do it all the time. Um, so she gives an example of her husband because basically she was saying her husband feels sick sometimes that he told people in Paraguay on his mission who lived in huts that they would only be with their families again if they paid tithing when they had nothing at all. So I feel like people, as Katie mentioned, might think that we're exaggerating or being overly dramatic when we say like, oh, the church forces you to either pay tithing or, you know, pay for food for your family, blah, blah, blah. But it's it's not an exaggeration. This shit happens all the time in the church and especially in missions where it's a low income area or maybe a third world country, like any of those areas where and it doesn't even have to be third world country. Some cities in the States that are just unfortunate and not as they're not privileged and they are low income areas they're asked to give their last dollar to tithing instead of for food 
or for rent or clothes or hygiene, like any of this stuff. It's not an exaggeration. Like it's the church requires that of the members and missionaries are taught to are trained to teach people these this principle. I'm doing air quotes principle Mm -hmm. type. They're taught that, yeah, even if they don't have anything, if they if they think they'll go hungry or not be able to pay for their homes, that they're told that God will bless them and take care of them. Um, And in some instances, there's they have like a bishop's storage house or whatever. I don't know what you call it, but where they have some food there that they can give to needy families. Um, But in order to get that, you basically have to like lose your dignity and go ask the bishop that, and you know, tell him that you can't, you know, you either can't pay your tithing or you can't buy food. And he'll tell you, well, pay your tithing and I'll give you some of this food from my storage shed. Um, But a lot of times even I've heard of instances, I won't use specific names, but I have heard of instances where the mother of a family will go ask for help with rent or food and she's denied by the bishop for whatever reason, because, you know, as you know, it's, it depends on your bishop and how nice of a guy he is. And some of them are super great people and some of them are not. So it's, it's not, um, a system that always works. And it's also, I think, yeah, like it just doesn't make any sense to be paying the church when they don't need that money. You could just buy your own food. But yeah, that's the example they work on. Yeah. Exactly. And that's a great segue into this because (laughs) so basically I posted on my Facebook and for some of the listeners, I think some of you follow me on Facebook. I'm not really sure. So this might be redundant for you, but I basically just posted the article that talks about how the Mormon church stockpiled $100 billion meant for charities and donation and it misled the Mormon members and blah, blah, blah. And so I posted it saying, like, I'm so glad to see all that money impoverished Mormon families donate to tithing going towards something so charitable and good. You know, the construction Mm -hmm. of a new mall in Utah and for contributing to the church having assets almost as large as Apple and Amazon. So basically, I just go into that and I post it. So, (laughs) guys, some of these comments, which one in particular is what Katie was just talking about, is that they... They kept the, the Mormon members who commented were defending the church by saying, yeah, but that money's also kept for, you know, people in need and like a bishop's warehouse or storehouse or whatever. And like you can but get help. Money, and, but it, yeah, that money isn't. That's totally a different thing than exactly. It, it's only been used for bailouts. But yeah, they were trying to say that it was the bishop's warehouse money and stuff like that. But it's not. <laughs> it's not. And they were trying to say like, oh, it would never happen that a family would choose, have to choose between food and, you know, paying tithing because if they pay tithing, the Lord would provide a way and like they would be given food. And also if if they didn't have the means, the bishop would give them. And there's so many things I wanted to call up on that. First of all, all of these people who commented, can you guess what race they were? (laughs) Oh, I don't know. Are they white? White. Exactly. White privileged people. White, like all these people I like, know. They're probably like upper middle class even. Like, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> They've never had to struggle in their life. And so when they say 
that they were blessed from the Lord and like every time they pay tithing, they were taken care of. Well, no shit. You're white and you have beans. Like, <laughs> you know what this is? It's like, the, it's a similar situation to where people claim that sexism doesn't exist or that racism doesn't exist because they've never experienced it. And it's exactly. like, well, sorry, but fuck you. Like it, there are other people's lived experiences and that's real. Like, it's exactly. just because you are privileged doesn't mean that this other thing doesn't exist. Exactly. And one of my favorites with that one of them commented was, <laughs> I have to just find it because it's so, it just made me like giggle at the absurdity. It was, oh, where is it? I got to find it. Oh, guys, the anticipation. Oh, <laughs> uh. I have a quote from Russell Nelson about tithing while you're finding it, mm-hmm. if you want to hear it. It's, so Russell Nelson went to Kenya, where people were very poor, and he had a speech where he dedicated the temple, and he said, this is a quote, We preach tithing to the poor people of the world because the poor people of the world have had cycles of poverty generation after generation. That same poverty continues from one generation to another until people pay their tithing. So, yeah, he wants you to pay him and then you'll stop being poor. Sorry if you can hear my dog barking. (laughs) That's fine. Oh, that's so it just I can't even. Um. Yeah, so all everyone who who commented, you guys, like we said, were white, and I know, yeah, they might have. I'm doing air quotes. Struggled, but at the end of the day, they never had to choose between having food or rent or like you know a house roof over their heads or clothes on their back type thing. It might be that yeah, they had to tighten their belt a bit or be a bit more frugal that month because they were in school or whatever. But one of them said, I can only speak to my experience, but I have been a full tithe payer in a wide range of financial circumstances. In 1997, I was a struggling student with a family of five, and my full tithe that year was $454. No matter what the circumstances, we have always been blessed far above the amount we contributed, and I am grateful to have been able to give. Okay, you guys, he's a doctor now. So when he (laughs) says that he had financial circumstances... It was because he was in med school. Oh, boy. Like, I just could not. Here's the thing. thing. I'm just going to I'm just going to say this. You weren't even talking about that, though. You you were the point you're trying to make is that tithing should not be mandatory and it's used as a tool to manipulate people and it holds their like salvation hostage and they're just they're over there being like well my experience is that I've been fine well of course you have but that doesn't that doesn't even play into what you were talking about like <laughs> I, uh, exactly. it's so frustrating exactly I just can't and then so but I do in all fairness I do want to highlight two messages I received personally from Mormons that were very respectful and I thought handled with grace. And I was a bit like, okay, I, for me, it was like, I really appreciate that. So I feel like it would be rude on my part not to acknowledge that because again, as Katie and I have always said from day one, like when we talk about Mormonism and the experiences we have, and we talk about, you know, some of 
the horrible people that we've been in contact with or some of the outrageous things we hear, we, of course, are not saying every single Mormon is like that. No. So I think this is a good opportunity to, like, highlight some of the Mormons who who aren't like that and who are genuinely good people and nice and handle things well. So one of them sent me a, a personal message that said, I saw your post today. And while I don't want to engage in debate or argument online, I do want to know, I do want you to know that I will always be thankful for your friendship, even if our beliefs and views are different. I hope all is well and that you have a great holiday season. That's nice. And I was like, thank you for that message. That is really nice. And then another one who actually originally commented in the thread, Katie, um, and he (laughs) was saying some things that I was like, no, 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 no. So he sent me a personal message and was like, I sure as heck don't think you are spreading hate (laughs) with that pose. Church doesn't make the person good. They choose to do that on their own. And you are a wonderful human being. So I was like, great. You know, people in the Mormon church, they're not all ridiculous. But then (laughs) let's go into these comments. And here, what I want to say, too, before we begin with these comments, because I'm going to get fired up. Is that Sarah, I think we discussed this before we started recording, is that the whole idea of sharing this information with members of the church is we are trying to look out for their well-being and for their money. Like, it's not us paying the tithing because we don't do that anymore. But we feel like, oh, we wish we would have known this if we were Mormon because we want to know where our money goes and we would want it to be used for something helpful rather than just going into a hundred billion dollar fund so we're trying to help the people who are still mormon by showing them like hey you paid into this like if you feel good about it fine but we personally wouldn't and then they're going they say the things that sarah's going to read right now (laughs) but and also even in addition to that like yeah of course we're sharing this stuff because we want to help people who are still in it but at the same time It's also like I'm pissed because I was a person who donated thousands of dollars to this this Mm -hmm. organization and I didn't know any of this shit. Like I never knew. And that could be thousands of dollars paid towards my student loans that I didn't have because I paid into tithing. Like for me, it was like a double sorted Wait, double related store? Double sword. What are those expressions? Um, <laughs> because it was, yeah, of course we wanted to highlight it so that people who are in the church would realize it. But also it was me just being pissed and like well, I yeah. just. I mean, I'm mad about it too, but I think I would be way more angry or I would hope so if I was still paying tithing and I discovered this. Like, or imagine if you were a struggling family and you scraped up enough money to pay for your son to go on a mission because you guys, most missionaries, they pay for their missions themselves or their family does. And now we know with how much money the church has, they could just pay for it. But no, exactly, they don't. So it's like, I just feel like if I was still Mormon, I would be like, wow, that's really shady and really uncool that you're just sitting on all this money you could help the members with and also help other people of the world with this money, but you're just sitting on it and using it to bail out malls. Cool. Exactly. Which is why I'm just like, barf. Um, But yeah, it's just funny. Again, I just want to highlight that I got 81 comments on this thread. (laughs) And it was all white people. (laughs) Yeah. Like, K, 
Katie and I included, but we were trying to highlight the evils of this and everyone else who jumped in really pissed. They were right. <laughs> so. Yep. Interesting. Um, so the first person who starts the whole debacle and debate who's not Mormon, sorry, or sorry, who is Mormon. So first people were just like, yeah, um, basically they were agreeing and supporting. And then the first Mormon who starts it off is like, (laughs) blah, 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 blah. I always find it interesting that people who leave the church can't ever really leave it and constantly try to find ways to bomb their own guilt. Like that sentence literally set me off where I was about to fucking blow the roof off. Like I was so pissed. Sarah, me too. I had no intention of actually commenting when I saw you posted the article. And then I saw that comment and I was like, well, I'm diving in. (laughs) I can't. I can't let her use this balm your own guilt bullshit. No. Exactly. (laughs) And then she does the classic, what we already talked about. I'm just going to summarize where she's saying that those who choose tithing over food for their family are taken care of by Heavenly Father and by the church in the bishop's storehouse and blah, 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 blah. And how the funds also go towards house payments and education and natural disasters and other tragic scenarios. Show us show us how much money has gone to disaster relief. Show us. Because guess what? She doesn't know because guess why? The church doesn't even tell her. So Exactly. And that's the yeah. thing is that I'm like, you guys are saying all this shit and you don't even know. <laughs> like you don't <laughs> like even you know the numbers. You'll see a donation here or there, you know, maybe a million here, a million there that they'll put in like, you know, the newspapers. But besides that, you they don't have to disclose anything about their finances, which is why you don't even know where it's going. Exactly. Yeah. And then I responded to this. I about said a bad word, but I won't do that to this woman. <laughs> and I was like, woman. <laughs> keeping it as professional and polite as I could in this whole conversation because I was like, no, I'm not going to add fuel to their fire of like, ex Mormons are just hateful, vengeful people. I was like, nope, I'm not going to do I, it because they're going to do I it. Say that you were like the most tactful. <laughs> Ever. You were so nice in every single response. I was very impressed. Thank you. Well, it's because I I knew that if I I didn't respond that way, that they'd be like, oh, see, an ex-Mormon hateful as usual. Yeah, they use it if you show any kind of anger or emotion. They think they discredit you because they're like, oh, you're just angry about state. Yeah. And I did not want that to happen. So I just respond. I was like. Hi, thanks for the response. Before I properly respond, could you please clarify what you mean by people who leave the church can't really leave it and constantly try to find ways to bomb their own guilt? And of course, she doesn't respond. Nope. She doesn't actually even engage in that. And then Katie comes in with her (laughs) fantastic response puts them in place. She's like, the reason people who leave the church don't leave it alone is because they want to share the truth of what they learn. They're actually looking out for well for the well-being of members who still believe. They want them to know the truth. They aren't, quote, guilty of anything, as you suggested. The church is not transparent about where their money goes, but it's abundantly clear they that much less goes towards humanitarian aid than they claim. They're sitting on billions of do- dollars. <laughs> they build widely ex- elaborate temples and shopping malls, pay at general authorities over six 
figures a year. The list goes on and on. They could do so much better with humanitarian aid, but the truth is they don't. You have no proof that Heavenly Father blesses people who pay tithing. That's religious faith talking, not facts. I like to see some sources of this amazing humanitarian aid you claim that totals more than 1% of the church's total wealth. You won't find it. Please think twice before labeling ex-members as guilty people who just can't leave it alone when they're actually just telling the truth. I felt like it was a mic drop. Like, I was like, this conversation is done. It's a mic drop. Like, Oh, oh my gosh. I forgot about... Uh, some of that stuff I said that was pretty funny <laughs> it was so good like Katie you got like eight likes on that post alone and it was cracking me up <laughs> and then I love that my friend who I'm gonna just give him a shout out Andrew he's not Mormon but he knew me when I was very Mormon in Georgia and he's kind of seen me throughout the whole process of changing he just responds I like the new Sarah much better anyway, enlightened and liberated. <laughs> I loved that. I thought that was so cute. <laughs> I know. I was like, oh, thanks. So basically, and then people just go in and it was amazing. And then Katie and just like slays them. I'm trying to find some more good ones in here from people. Um, oh, here was the good one. What was it? Something like, ah, I think what I've noticed is a lot of people who have left the church are trying to use this one article as a gotcha mm. on the church more than a balm old wounds, blah, blah, blah. So basically trying to say that I'm using this article to like stick it to the man and like, oh, ha, 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 now you're all going to leave the church because we'll show you. But no, that's not what you were trying to do. Exactly. And then I had another person who I grew up with say, to that girl who first commented, perfect response. That's exactly what I would have said. If you want to leave the church, then just leave. But I guess spewing hatred and vitriol <laughs> is a way to justify it yourself. And I was like, Okay, you literally shared an article from the Washington Post, and then you just were trying to stick up for people who had been swindled by the church. You were not spewing hatred at all. <laughs> exactly, which is so ridiculous. So again, I just respond like, Thanks for your response, but I'm not sure how my post is spewing hatred. I'm just stating my opinion and experiences, and I posted it on my personal social media platform. I'm open to healthy debates and discussions, but not dismissals disguised within comments like spewing hatred simply based on me not having the same opinion as you. Yep. And she's just like, my comment doesn't refer to this post only. Everyone is entitled to their opinion. And personally, I have a testimony of the truthfulness of the gospel. Oh, there of it Christ. is. There it is. There it is. So my opinion is different than yours. And that's okay. And it's like, you're, do you not realize how contradicting your statement is? Like, literally, you were just saying that my opinion isn't okay and that I'm just spewing hatred. <laughs> And blah, blah, blah. But then you turned around to be like, I have a testimony of the Church of Jesus Christ, Latter-day Saints, and your opinion is different, and that's okay. It's like, Yeah, talk about backpedaling, right? But then they, yeah, they throw in the word testimony to somehow make their opinion seem more valid, which to me makes it less valid because that's not really anything. That's just your religious beliefs. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah. And then it just, guys, it just goes on and on. Like some German gets involved and I just, 
it doesn't even make sense. They kind of go into like tithing being a faith-based thing and like trying to argue the principle of it. And I was just like, what? That's not what this. Yeah. No. I've noticed what a lot of people saying is that they're like, well, it can't be changed. It doesn't matter what you think of it. It can't be changed because it's a commandment from God and it's, you know, based on faith and obedience. And that's not because to us, that doesn't hold any weight. That's not anything truthful to anyone who's not Mormon. And so what we're saying is here's the facts. Here's the you know, what's being claimed and alleged rather, I guess, that uh, how much money they have and what they're not doing with it and how they're still demanding it. Like, we're not really questioning the religiosity of it all, but just because like, we don't believe in that. That's not something that can really be debated because it can't be proven. Like, but they love to bring in like the, oh, it's commanded by God. So we can't change it. It's just what God wants. Exactly. And then (laughs) <laughs> I just ugh, and then they get into it where they're like the church will not force you to so this German guy is like the church will not force you to pay tithing if you had any other experiences in the past and your local church leaders were not doing a good job not being able to get a temple recommend is just part of the deal then and people need to understand that today's mentality of having a cake and eating it too without sacrifice does not apply to the church that still values its own principles. And yes, that is what faith is all about. It's not, it's about not having proof, but choosing to still believe it still. Everyone who joins the church is taught that they will be required of them before they get baptized. And even after baptism, anyone can leave if they wish. I don't see how anyone is being forced to do anything. And I was like, they don't understand how, I don't know how they can't grasp that concept of like, the it's not really that much of a choice if you truly believe this church like you have to pay tithing to get to heaven <laughs> like I don't it's not like as simple as just oh well I'm just not gonna <laughs> exactly and Katie you even comment you're like it's true no one is forced to do anything but they are terrified into doing it it's called fear indoctrination like and you can't get into the highest level of heaven without paying money so that's unethical and then yeah. this guy, I just, I don't, I don't understand. He's, he responds, he's like, so what would be ethical then? Letting everyone in, no matter the sacrifices they did in this earthly life, no matter if they cared for God's commandments or not. This is exactly what I meant when I said that we are developing a mentality of having a cake and eating it too. Everyone wants everything without accepting the conditions under which they are. I, and then he like quotes you, I don't care what the Bible says. Then why are you discussing religion if you disregard the very basis of Christian religions? Oh, my God. Faith is not a reliable way to find knowledge. Yes, of course. That's why it's called faith and not knowledge. Just the worst. Just talking in circles. Like, dude. (laughs) Exactly. I care about this because I have many people in my life that I care about who believe this and are affected by this. Also, I just care about human beings in general, and I don't want them to give, you know, I want them to know what's happening with their money. And if their lives can be better then that, you know, by me sharing this, then that's why I care. And what else was the other thing that, oh, like the whole having your cake and eating it too, like, you know, should everybody just get into heaven? It's like, well, if there was such a thing as a God, you would think that God would know the character of people and know whether or not to let them into heaven, not based on how much money they paid 
and human money to a church. Like, exactly. It's not, doesn't make any sense. You guys, like, I, maybe I'll just have to screenshot these things and share with you because we don't have the time to go into every one. But they just continue to argue. And all of these Mormons who were apparently my friends who are now just being super fake with me. It's like the most awkward thing. <laughs> Anyways, they're like liking and supporting these Mormons who are arguing. They're like, yeah. And then another girl jumps in to say that she like studied nonprofit. So she's like super educated in this and breaks it down for us. But she still doesn't answer any questions that we give her specifically about it. And I'm just like, Ugh. And none of them address the fact of what you what the article that you posted about how much money that is a hundred exactly. dollars of excess money that they're not helping anyone with. Like, how does anyone see that and go, Oh, that's totally fine. That's just a rainy day fund. Like, excuse me. Do you know how much money that is? <laughs> exactly. And no one responded. And I finally just got down to like, Oh, I just had it at this point because people were just being super rude to Katie and like hostile and like refusing to acknowledge the things that we were saying. It was just they're going to keep going in circles and circles. So I was like, you know what? Appreciate all the different opinions and perspectives, but it still boils down to the fact I mentioned sarcastically in my post that many members are in fact guilted and forced to pay tithing as it's the commandment in the church in order to be worthy for the temple or for sacrament. You're asked in regular temple interviews and bishop interviews if you pay a full and honest tithing. Why is that necessary for those who are financially who are in financially insecure situations when the Mormon church has billions of dollars? Mm-hmm. If tithing was optional in the Mormon church and if their financial records were more transparent to the members, then this article or argument wouldn't exist in the first place. And before anyone comments that they've never been guilted into paying tithing, well, that's simply a privileged thing to say. I've sat in temple interviews, and this is a true story, you guys, where poor, and I'm doing air quotes, Lamanites, were asked to pay, like, to buy garments, overpaying Mm -hmm. for their rent and their food. And I had to translate in this interview when they were literally saying, like, they haven't paid full tithing because they don't even have money for food. And I was have to like having to translate like, well, it's the commandment of God. You have to make sacrifices, and they couldn't afford to buy garments, and they were chastised for that, and said that they weren't worthy to go to the temple until they wore their garments. Like for me, it's like I've witnessed several cases like this, and also the church welfare and this like apparent bishop storehouse or warehouse or whatever the fuck. Like it was denied to people because and. Maybe they don't explicitly come out and say it, but it's quite obvious they're denied because of racism within the church, like, mm-hmm. or because they just didn't think that they, they wanted to have their cake and eat it too, to quote <laughs> this other guy. So, you know, it's not about helping people and being charitable as Christ teaches. It's more about you have to teach people to pull themselves up by their bootstraps and to, you know, get themselves out of their situation because you can't have your cake and eat it too. Ugh. Um Go go fuck yourself. Like, yeah. I just can't handle that kind of mentality at all. No. And it's just like, you know, the church. And basically, I just want to say that, like, and I, I wanted to just jump in before. I was like, and if before anyone comments that these are examples of people in the church and do not represent the church as the church is perfect, 
but the members are. Well, that's kind of the entire point of this article. The tithing system fails when it becomes a requirement and commandment for each member to be worthy. When that money is then distributed by individual people in the church, people who aren't usually professionally trained in finance or with dealing with legitimate humanitarian services, nope. the church would still be a hundred percent sustainable if only the members who were financially capable of donating the tithing did donating tithing did. It yeah. should be optional for members and not something that's commandment commanded or is associated with measuring your level of righteousness or worth. Yeah. So yeah, I sent I you guys I respond that and not like no one of these like fucking Mormons even respond, like acknowledge what I was Whoa. saying there. Then they just go on to say like this one this one oh I must call him fucker. Sorry. This one guy <laughs> Is like, let those members who have who has been in that situation speak for themselves. I'm sure they can share their insight. Um, do you not understand what? that I'm speaking on behalf of people who don't have the voice to do so, or maybe don't want what? to, or maybe like whatever? No, that's like the worst advice you can give. Like people who are prejudiced against or who are experiencing hardships don't actually try to help them don't speak up for them just let them do it themselves okay oh yeah don't try to help people they don't exist it's fine like I haven't you know experienced that so it must mean that these people don't exist and that never happens (laughs) exactly so again once I send that no one responds to the actual message like no it goes quiet like they send responses that don't even answer or apply to anything that I said like nothing and then like a two or a week later or a few days later one of them follows up with another like article and I just didn't even I didn't read it I'm not gonna lie it's it's just uh yeah I read it and it's annoying and I just (laughs) I the people that are responding I I'm trying to see their point of view like because I think maybe I would have thought that way when I was, I was a Mormon, but I still kind of feel like I wouldn't have agreed with these people even when I was Mormon, because even when I was, I still sort of felt weird about the tithing thing, especially for people who couldn't afford it. Me too. Um, and so I don't think I ever would have argued like this on someone's social media. Like, because for example, I think I commented on your post. I said something like, if I was still LDS, here's what I would do. Like, I would yeah. stop paying tithing, even though that might not let me into the temple. But like, you know, you don't have to stop being a member or whatever. But I would stop paying tithing. And then I would pick a charitable organization that I, you know, that I feel good about, donate that 10% to them or keep it for me if I if I needed it and then you know you feel good you know where your money's going and you know that the church doesn't need it anymore and that if you I guess if you still believe in this like maybe you can work that out that like heavenly father knows your heart or whatever you know whatever but and the people commenting on that (laughs) that post like I think it was that one of those same guys he was just like so your points don't make any sense like you're saying that that I should just stop paying tithing because of one whistleblower that said one thing that's not even proven. And what's so bad about having financial reserves? Like they don't, he didn't they even don't understand he didn't even grasp what I was trying to say. And I was like, well, I'm not telling you to do anything. I am saying this is what I would do because I want to know where my money is going and I want it to actually help people. 
Um, and also, <laughs> no one, no organization ever needs $100 billion in no. reserve. <laughs> so, and yes, this is just, you know, alleged and who knows, but we also know it's probably very likely that this could be how much money they have, if, probably more, right? Because you're seeing how much money things cost for them to build. So you know that it's probably close to this. And honestly, yeah, like we've said before, probably quite a bit more than $100 billion. Oh, So wow. it's not like it's not feasible um, just because. And, you know, I, I think that these guys that whistleblow, the whistleblowers, I think they're credible. I guess we don't know yet for sure. But, like, it doesn't make the claim, you know, discredited automatically. So anyway, I just thought that was interesting how they don't even try to, like, see your point they just go to like, oh, what are you? Why are you telling me to stop paying tithing? And I'm like, I didn't. That's just what I would have done. <laughs> exactly. And that was the whole thing is like Katie and I were like trying to have an actual conversation because I will be the first to admit that I don't understand some of the stuff that goes behind the church or like nonprofit organizations or whatever. No, no, wait, and Sarah, you're I, totally a tax attorney. I, I definitely am. <laughs> yeah. um, I am knowledgeable in all areas, as you know. Yeah, Some call me God because I'm omnipotent. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, like I was like, and, and we've all, you know, been guilty of posting an article and then finding out later, okay, that article wasn't 100% true or it was biased or whatever. So I full on was like, I will take responsibility if a Mormon can factually disprove this article I will be happy to say, like, okay, you know what, I'm sorry, blah, blah, blah. But that didn't happen. Like, none of that happened. And so I was like, if you guys can actually answer the points that I addressed, then let's have a conversation. But all this other shit you're throwing at me, it's not relevant. And no. it's just you, like, trying to shame me again. And I'm over that shit. So <laughs> I know. I thought it was kind of crazy how quick some of the people turned to, like, full on attacking me that they didn't even know me and they were assuming things about me and me not being a charitable or giving human and I was like okay I just can't even have a conversation with these people anymore like they are yeah. attacking my character now for absolutely no reason so okay <laughs> exactly and they were trying to make it sound as if like I didn't know Katie or I wasn't friends with her <laughs> and was Katie so was like funny. um not the case. <laughs> I know, it made me giggle. I'm like, these people don't even know. <laughs> so good. Oh. All right. Well, I feel like we've gone over, but there's just so much to talk about in this episode. And really, I think it would be really great. <laughs> really, really, really. I'm going to use really, that word really. all the time. Really. <laughs> It would be cool. I'm going to make it even more sophisticated. It would be cool um, if we did like a follow-up episode. And if any of you have any other stories or examples of tithing being mistreated, which is obvious everywhere, or just examples like this, like please share it. Because I think the more we share these examples, like maybe it'll help Mormons who are in it to realize that it's it's really not – a good thing like you could donate your money to something that is more transparent with its records where you know exactly where it's going 
or you just help individuals who are going through stuff or financially <laughs> need your help. Like I just, I think it's corrupt and unethical as we talked about and it's infuriating and I wish that a hundred billion dollars could be spent elsewhere, elsewhere to help people and I'm not saying I'm not on my high horse being like, ooh, I donate to all these things because I don't like I help when I can. And if I see someone who I think needs help, I will. But I'm not a fucking angel. I'm not going to sit here and like <laughs> protest and be like, oh, my God, I donate to so many charities and stuff. I don't. But the point is, is that you shouldn't be forced to do something yeah. or to yeah. pay into an organization where you don't even know where the money is going to. You find out that they're just making millions of billions of dollars for their own profit and gain and you're told that you have to pay it in order to be worthy like yep. no yep. that's where I'm going to call you out on your bullshit that's where it happens yep good I agree with you so. <laughs> anyways we love you guys a lot and we will <laughs> we'll do a follow-up episode on this so send in your stories as always we love them we've also got some really great emails I forgot to mention in the beginning so if you've made it this far and you're one of the People who have sent us an email, thank you so much, and we will get around to responding, and Katie always does a great job with many episodes, so I'm sure she'll read your story as well, Um, and (laughs) if you have any stories you want to share, and again, with these other topics that we would love to do an episode on, or multiple episodes on, um, please, you know, send us an email, let us know if you can, you know, maybe even join us in the episode, uh, or send us your story, or whatever, um, you would like to talk about them, so. Yeah, perfect. All right, thank you guys for listening, we will talk to you next week. Uh, Bye-bye. Bye.